Hi, my name is Edmund Lochu and this is the voice notes for Legal Methods. Um, we start with criminal procedure in Ghana. Now, the main institutions that are involved in criminal administration are the police, the attorney general and the courts. The attorney general is enjoined by Article 88 to make uh, to institute criminal proceedings and to be the legal advisor to government and also be sued upon on behalf of government. The police are, um, are responsible for um, arrest um, according to Section 11 of the Police Service Act, Act 350, which provides that one, it shall be the duty of the police service to prevent and detect crime, to apprehend offenders and to maintain public order and safety of persons and property, and two, every police officer shall perform such functions as by law conferred upon a police officer and shall obey all lawful orders and directions in respect of the execution of his duty. Now, the courts also are responsible for hearing um, and uh, having jurisdiction over criminal procedure. Uh, they are enjoined under Article 125 to... Um, to be the arbiters of judicial power in Ghana. Um, Article 125 reads, Justice emanates from the people and shall be administered in the name of the Republic by the judiciary, which shall be independent and subject only to this constitution. Article 1252, Article 1252 also enjoins citizens to exercise popular participation in the administration of justice through the institutions of public and customary tribunals and the jury and the assessor systems okay now to start the arrest the police is the one to start the arrest citizens may also effect arrest okay but anybody who is arrested um, restricted or detained shall be informed immediately in a language that he understands of the reasons for his arrest restriction or detention and of his right to a lawyer of his choice and this is in article 42 for article 14 2 of the 1992 constitution and uh, it's uh, there's a seminal case uh, asante and the republic um, the court held that since the appellant was not told of his the cause of his arrest he could resist the arrest however a police officer can arrest without a warrant under certain circumstances section 10 of act 30 it sets out clearly the circumstances under which a police officer can arrest without a warrant. The person arrested shall be brought to the police station as soon as possible after the arrest. At the station, the police make the entry into, into their book called the Diary of Action. Here, the time of arrest, the officer who arrested, the charge or offense arrested for is recorded. Under certain circumstances, the police also have powers to ask the person to give his name and address if he is if the person liable to be arrested. Okay, so that is about the police. Now, we talked about the Attorney General. So, under the Constitution, the Attorney General is responsible for the initiation, the conduct and prosecution of all criminal cases in the country. All offenses that are prosecuted are done in the name of the Republic. So, he's the principal legal advisor to the President. In all criminal cases, the police have to build a docket and forward it to the Attorney General's office. And it is the duty of the Attorney General to study the docket and decide whether a case can be maintained against the person or not. Now, because the Attorney General cannot try all criminal cases 
he appoints public prosecutors in his office and those people work in the attorney general's office now <clears throat> for the attorney general in any criminal case at any stage thereof before a verdict or judgment take note before a verdict or judgment and in the case of preliminary, uh, preliminary proceedings before the district court whether the accused has or has not been committed for trial the attorney general may enter a nolly prosecutor either by stating in court or by informing the court in writing that he state he, the, the state intends that the proceeding should not continue that's a nolly prosecutor he discontinues the case and thereupon the accused shall be at once discharged in respect to the charge for which the knowledge prosecutor is entered and if he has been committed to prison he will be released or if he's on bail entered upon uh, the bill for him is entered in recognizance self-recognizance he shall be discharged of that bill but the discharge of the accused shall not operate as a bar to any subsequent proceedings against him on account of those same facts okay so it's um uh, it can be entered by any officer of the attorney general's department except the assistant state attorney okay now however a prosecutor prosecuting a case may decide to withdraw the case okay this is similar to knowledge prosecutor but it is it has a different effect whereas withdrawal made under section 59.2 of act 30 is made with the consent of the court Nolly prosecutor is entered without the consent of the court. So when we have a state prosecutor prosecuting a case under section 59.2 of Act 30, he may withdraw the case, but that is with the consent of the court. But when the attorney general is entering nolly prosecutor, he doesn't need the consent of the court. Okay. Now let's go to the judiciary, the, the court. Uh, Article 126 provides that the judiciary shall consist of the superior courts of judicature comprising one, the Supreme Court, two, the Court of Appeal, and three, the High Court and Regional Tribunals. And then B, such lower courts um, or tribunals as Parliament may by law establish. So the Supreme Court has no original jurisdiction in criminal offenses. The exception is where you commit contempt before it where it will deal summarily with you without going through the full process. So it's the, the for criminal proceedings, it's the high court that has original jurisdiction in all matters, okay? But it also has original jurisdiction in civil matters as well. It has uh, appellate and other jurisdiction as may be conferred to it by the constitution uh, in any other law. That's Article 140. Article 140. The High Court has appellate jurisdiction in the, judge, in the judgment of the circuit court in criminal matters. So from the circuit court, you may appeal to the High Court. It also has appellate jurisdiction in judgment from the district and juvenile courts. It has jurisdiction to try cases on indictment as well as summary trials. Okay. Now, the jurisdiction of the circuit court in criminal matters. The circuit court has civil as well as criminal jurisdiction. A circuit court has original and in all in original jurisdiction in all criminal matters other than treason. Offenses triable on indictment and offenses triable by death. Okay, so a circuit court has original jurisdiction in all criminal matters except treason, offenses triable on indictment and offenses punishable by death okay now the circuit court has no appellate jurisdiction and a person aggrieved by the judgment or order in criminal matters of the circuit court may appeal to the high court 
Okay, the, the, the circuit court in criminal in a criminal case has power to impose a sentence up to 25 years. The, the criminal jurisdiction of the, the district court in criminal matters too, it says that according to the Criminal and Other Offenses Procedure Act 1960, Act 30, in criminal matters, a district court has jurisdiction to try summarily one, an offense punishable by a fine not exceeding 500 penalty units, any other offense except an offense punishable by death or by imprisonment for life or an offense declared by an enactment to be a first degree felony. Then an, it also has jurisdiction to try summarily an attempt to commit an offense to which paragraph A and B of this subsection applies. An attempt. So attempt you go to district court. Then also abetment of or conspiracy in respect of any such offense. So attempt, abetment, conspiracy of any of the above offenses. Okay. So how are criminal proceedings instituted in Ghana? There are two main forms of instituting criminal proceedings. One, by making a complaint before a district court with the issue of summons or a warrant. Then B, by bringing a person arrested without a warrant before the court upon a charge contained in a charge sheet specifying the name and occupation of the person charged, the charge against him, and the time when the place and the place where the offense is alleged to have been committed. Now, that is how criminal proceedings are uh, instituted. Now, let's go to bail. What is a bail? A bail may be defined as the process of procuring the release from legal custody of a person by making by an undertaking or guarantee that such a person will appear or be available at such a place and time specified in the bail bond. Okay. Now the the undertaking that is made is called the bail bond. Okay, and this is in section 96 of Act 30. Section 96 of Act 30. In Ghana, all matters concerning the grant of bail is regulated by Section 96 of Act 30. So, the person who gives the undertaking is referred to as the surety. So, you, you who can stand surety for somebody who has been arrested to sign the bail bond for him. So, undertaking is the bail bond. Bail bond. The person who makes the undertaking is the surety. Okay, and then the person for whom the undertaking is made is called a principal party. That the, the person who has been arrested is called a principal party. Okay, so the bond also contains a number of conditions that must be obeyed. And the person who gives the undertaking is normally bound by an amount of money which is used as security for the bail bond. The bill the bond may be or without sureties. If it's without a surety, then it would be self-recognizance bail. So self-recognizance bill is that you are standing surety for yourself. The principal party is standing surety for himself. And it is not another person. Okay. So in criminal trials, the occasions where the need arises to consider bail are during the following. You consider bail where the trial is pending. B, during the course of the trial. And C, while the trial is pending. While the appeal is pending, okay. So when the trial is pending, while the appeal is pending, and during the course of the trial, consider bail. So, but the grant of a bail is purely a discretionary matter of the court. The court do it on discretion. Among the grounds developed 
through case law for refusal of bail are as follows that the accused may not appear to stand trial or be a flight risk that the accused may interfere with witnesses or obstruct the cause of justice that the accused may commit further offense when the bill when he's given bail that the bill may also be refused where the accused is alleged to have committed an offense punishable by imprisonment exceeding six months on bail and he has been charged <clears throat> however on factors that may be considered in t- determining whether accused may appear to stand trial uh, the nature and seriousness of, uh, seriousness of the offense and the likely sentences are going to be taken into consideration and the strength of evidence then the bill record the place of abode and employment then uh, the strength of evidence sorry um the strength of evidence against uh, the person then the bill record uh, any other relevant matter as character family and community ties of the accused now until recently certain crimes were deemed non-bailable under under section 96 7 of act 30 Thus, in the case of Martin Pebu, number two, an attorney general, the Supreme Court of Ghana struck out Section 96.7 of Act 30 and declared all offenses as bailable. Remember, it is Martin Pebu, number two, and the attorney general. They struck out Section 96.7 of Act 30 and declared that all offenses are bailable. Now, there are different considerations for granting bail depending upon the stage at which the proceedings are or upon the type of offense with which the accused is charged. It is It, it used to be the case that where a person stood shorty for another accused person, it was the responsibility of that person to ensure that the accused person makes himself available either before the police or court anytime his presence is required. Failing with failing which the surety would be liable for imprisonment for a term not exceeding six months. Now, this provision was not consistent with Article 14.1 of the Constitution and, and was struck down as unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in Martin Pebu No. 1 versus Attorney General No. 1. Now, Article 14.1 says, Every person shall be entitled to his personal liberty, and no person shall be deprived of his personal liberty except in the following cases and in accordance with, pro- with, in accordance with procedure permitted by law. A. In execution of a sentence or order of a court in respect of a criminal offense of which he has been convicted. B. In execution of an order of a court punishing him for contempt. Or C. For the purposes of bringing him before a court in execution of an order of a court. D. In the case of a person suffering from an infectious or contagious disease, a person of unsound mind, a person addicted to drugs or alcohol, or a vagrant for the purpose of his care or treatment or the protection of the community. E. For the purpose of the education or welfare of a person who has not attained the age of 18 years. F. For the purpose of preventing the lawful entry of that person into Ghana 
or of effecting the expulsion, extradition, or other lawful removal of that person from Ghana, or for the purpose of restricting that person while he is being lawfully conveyed through Ghana in the course of his extradition or removal from one country to another. Then G, upon reasonable suspicion of his having committed or being about to commit a criminal offense under the laws of Ghana. So we see that under section 14.1 A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the person cannot be arrested just because it's too surety for another person. So in Martin Pebble number one, an attorney general number one, the plaintiff sued in the Supreme Court for a declaration that on true and proper interpretation of Articles 1911 and 14.1 of the Constitution of Ghana, 1992, Section 1044 of Act 30 was inconsistent with the said articles and therefore unconstitutional. Plaintiff's contention was that a, rec a recognizance was merely in the nature of a bond, being es essentially a contract. Failure to fulfill would give rise to civil debt and not a criminal cause or matter. Striking down Section 1044 of Act 30 as unconstitutional, the, cons the Supreme Court held that recognizance was in the form of a grant of bill with cash or its equivalent such as the bill bond which a court would accept in exchange for allowing the accused person or suspect to remain at liberty until the conclusion of the trial or investigations. The bill so given created an obligation for the accused person to make all required court appearances. Okay. Now, so in Martin Pebble number one, they strike out Article 1044 of Act 30. But in Martin Pebble number two, they strike out, they strike out Section 96.7 of Act 30. Okay, so that's we should avert our minds to. And just for, for, for knowledge, Article 1911 says, No person shall be convicted of a criminal offence unless the offence is defined and the penalty for it is prescribed in written law. Okay, so that's against Article 14.1 that talked about how everybody is entitled to his personal liberty unless these conditions are, are, are prevalent, then they can be, you know, they, they are personal li liberty can be subjugated. 141 liberty, 1911, no shall be <clears throat> convicted of a criminal offense unless the offense is defined and the penalty for it is prescribed in written law. Okay. But the constitution mandates the grant of bail for offenses when an accused is not tried within a reasonable time. And this time it's 48 hours. The grounds for refusal of the bill are set out as follows. The accused, you may, you may refuse bail on these grounds, that the accused may not appear or stand trial. Two, the accused may interfere with any witnesses or evidence in any, in any way. Then three, that the accused may commit further offense on bail. The accused, therefore, that the accused is charged with an offense punishable which was committed while he was on bail. Okay. Now, there are, um, the Criminal and Other Offenses Procedure Act also makes provisions for the factors which a court may take into account in determining the likelihood of the person absconding if bill granted to, to include the following. That the nature of the accusation, so if I accuse you of uh, murder, the likelihood that you abscond is high. The nature of the evidence in support of the accusation, so if the evidence is very, um, you know, potent, he may run away. The severity of the punishment with the which conviction entails. If it's death, if it's murder, you are going in for for life, or by section forty-seven, you are going to die. So you may abscond. 
then failure to comply with conditions of recognizance on a previous occasion okay so he has a, a, a bail history then whether or not that the defendant has a fixed place of abode in ghana and is gainful employed and whether the sureties are independent or of good character and sufficient means okay you cannot try uh, you cannot you have a man of straw you know coming to you now the mode of trial how do we try um, um cases in ghana i i will elucidate this in the next voice recording this is just the beginning